difficulties I faced. I forced myself to put whatever extra effort I could into my search for a partner. I developed what we Jews call chutzpah, or nerve. I didn't wait for fate to find me a mate. I did my research and used every resource at my disposal to accomplish my goal. Whether it stems from craving to be loved, dealing with societal pressure, wanting a sexual partner, or keeping your mother from pestering you with questions about what you are doing on Saturday night, most people prefer to have a partner than to be without one. Of course, you have your own attitudes and experiences, which in turn color the way you go about your search. If you are on this search, you might as well put in the time, effort, creativity and moxie and enough money for a new outfit or two to make it bear fruit. Saying that you want someone to hold your hand during romantic dinner isn't enough. You need to make a plan and then execute it. Everyone brings a different set of skills and baggage to this mission. The first thing to do is put whatever it is that motivates you under a microscope to better understand how you should proceed. For instance, have you been married three times? Each of your three husbands is most certainly playing a role in how you behave toward men today. Are you a virgin at age 25? That's going to make you nervous, potentially to the point of failure that first time you're in bed with a partner. The only way to overcome these hurdles is to be fully aware of them so that you can then figure a way to leap over them or, if necessary, crawl under them, whichever works for you. The worst thing you can do is to imitate an ostrich and bury your head in the sand, hoping for the best but expecting the worst. If you do, I can almost guarantee you are going to get kicked in the tush. So look yourself in the mirror for a reality check. Your quest has another side, your goal. What exactly is your goal? The simple answer is to become part of a couple. Look at the couples you know, in your family, at work, at your church or synagogue, and in your circle of friends and neighbors. Are they all identical? Of course not. So your goal isn't just to become part of a couple. You want to work toward a successful relationship with a true partner. You can distinguish some of the characteristics of the couples around you through casual observation. But to really understand the workings of a couple, you must be one of the two people involved in that relationship. For example, you lived with your parents for years, but you probably have little idea of how they really feel about each other. More than likely, you know couples who seemed ideally suited to one another in public, but who then burst apart. The problems they had were there all along, but they were invisible to outsiders. If you don't want to be part of a couple that is a shipwreck waiting to happen, 
then you have some work to do. You must carefully study the map of your personal seas so that you can avoid the dangerous reefs. No relationship is perfect. And you want to avoid aiming for such a lofty goal as the perfect relationship because you are more likely to end up frustrated than satisfied. Leaving perfection aside, no relationship can withstand too many stresses either. It's true that some people stay in a marriage for many years without once truly talking with each other. But I don't count that as a relationship, at least in the positive sense. So you are looking for that sweet spot somewhere between perfection and divorce court. How much do you need to develop your knowledge?